In today's episode, Diana's back. Hello. Yay. Woo-hoo. It's been a minute. She's sitting yeah. between us like, like a chastity friend. I like to do huh. that for you all. You need some protection from each other at times. <laughs> also true. She's our Provo push friend. Oh. <laughs> God. <laughs> Sorry gonna, you have to be that. She's going to be under the bed pushing up. We should make sure there are no dust bunnies or dog no, hair no. under there. No, 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 no. So no, now no. that I'm completely freaked out, should we, uh, what are we talking about today? <laughs> I don't what think a, we know. Whatever I want. Whatever oh, I want. Diana's Gosh. running the show. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, hit the commercial and come back. What do you think? Sounds um, good. Yes. Okay, you're right back. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo taking release. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's G-O-L-O.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who have found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, the podcast about a couple of ex-Mormon queer girls just trying to figure out their lives. That's us. That is us. We're yeah. doing it. Diana. I'm sure everyone already knows this, but we're kind of like, we're twins as far as the date we sent in our resignation. We are. We did it together. We celebrate every year. We do. Mm-hmm. But with drinks, naturally. Uh, duh. Naturally. How else does an Exmo celebrate? I don't know. Mm-mm. Maybe hmm. people need to write in and say, I do not drink alcohol. This is how I celebrate. And we can just say, well, that's boring. There we go. <laughs> Speaking of Mormons and celebrations, as I was pulling up to our house last night, the neighbors who are Mormon were walking up their steps and they were wearing Sunday best. So, of course, oh. I had to say something. I'm like, hey, it's been a while since we've seen you. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we've missed you and Mary. They're really nice. Anyway, missed you and Mary. And then I said, oh, you're all dressed up. Was it... Date night or church night? And they go, oh, a little bit of both. It was state oh. conference. And I go, that uh-huh. is not a date. Scott, <laughs> yeah. come on. Take your girl out. And they were yeah. laughing. And I, and I said, well, did you at least go get ice cream? Well, no. I'm like, what the? No. I told them, I'm going to call your bishop. I'm going to call your bishop and say, y'all are doing it all wrong. Anyway, they were cracking up. So They think it's so funny. Uh, and you're like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you have a shitty life. Because you have a shitty life. <laughs> you had to drive 30 minutes to get to the steak center to sit there and listen to boring-ass people tell you how to live your life. And, and you had to dress up for it, and that's a date. And well, that was your date. Wait, 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 wait. What's a steak center? Oh, what is okay. that? Um, is that like a church? Does it look like a church? It looks like a church. It's sometimes a little bit bigger than a regular yeah. church building, <laughs> but it is, they're all essentially the same. Yeah. What do you do in there? So well, some, it functions on yeah. a weekly basis as a normal church building. Okay. But then two times a year, everyone that is in the stake, so they don't necessarily go to church at that building. Some people will go to like go to their congregation at a different building. Mm-hmm. But twice a year, everybody comes to that stake center so that they can hear more bullshit altogether. Yes. Instead of just being in separate buildings, then they get to do it all together. They get brainwashed mm. together. And, and <laughs> go ahead. well, some Mormons don't go to stake conference and That's don't what I told watch my neighbors. general conference. Yeah. And that is blasphemy as far as Shelly and I are concerned. Oh, I always— <laughs> Always. Always. Like, there was not an option. No, no, no. You had so to Saturday, go and be yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Saturday night before, there's like an adult meeting, so you got to go to that. Well, you because... missed the women's one that nobody gives a shit about, but oh, we did. What is that, like every— It's, it's like two weeks before. It doesn't even count Oh, yeah, no, it doesn't count. no one gives a go. shit. Yeah. You got to be seen by the higher-ups. Oh, so but that... you got to go so that, like, one woman will speak to you and, like, four men are also the speakers right. to the women. Right. And the one woman that speaks to you is basically quoting the men, so exactly. great. Yeah, yeah. 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 Or other women who were also quoting men. Yes. So yes. you go, you have the adult meeting on Saturday night before, and everybody goes, and then you go to dinner afterwards. Remember we used to go to watchamacallit? Oh, Cafe that Rio? restaurant. 
Oh, of course. I mean, yeah. Of course you went to Cafe Rio. Duh, Mormons. And then Sunday morning you get up and you go to Steak Center and you sit on a hard-ass chair and you Bringing let your— all your children. All of your children run around on the floor around you. Doesn't it just sound delightful, You Mary? let your kids Aren't run you? around? I mean, not run around, and My kids course. were sitting in those metal chairs— for how long? It's two hours. Two hours straight. Yeah. Oh, no, my no breaks. God. I mean, you'll get to stand up for an intermission hymn if you are lucky. And so what's happening? At, like, Is it a pulpit or a screen? or what's, Pulpit. You're yeah, getting pulpit. talked to. Talk, yeah. who's, and what are they saying? The stake leadership is telling you that you should just keep doing all of the stupid things that you're doing. And this is twice a year? Yeah, twice so it's a like, year. It's like the hierarchy. <laughs> so you've got in your ward meeting, it's like, the random people in your bishopric might speak. State conference is like above bishop. Oh, like, yeah. oh, we really need to listen to this shit. And a yeah. lot of times they'll send a representative from uh-huh. Salt Lake Ooh, to yes. be like the speaker. And that's when you all tune in. <laughs> like, this is coming from God. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. God's uh, the hours summer the- place in Salt Lake City. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Came, over, came out in this private jet All the way from Colob. Uh, the hours that we— <laughs> Wasted. Spent Wasted. doing that. Well, that was one of the things I actually wanted to talk about today, Shelly, is that it's been six plus years. Has it? Since we have left. Fuck. Because my oldest is about to turn 14, and we left right when they turned eight. Wow. Yeah, and you left six right. months before me. And so I just have been thinking about that when I was trying to think of topics. I was like— I can bullshit about the church all day long, every day. Sure. Yeah. I can talk shit about it. I can list all There's of the horrible lots of things. Material. Oh, yeah. yeah. It never ends. But as far as like the deep dives on why we left or whatever, like I, it's just so over it because it's all. Do you just, remember what they were or you're just. I mean, so, I do. Yeah. But now, you know, the, the farther and farther removed you get, the more you're just like, I don't know why I ever did that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel the same. I feel like I have grouped. I mean, not not purposefully, but I feel now like my brain has grouped Mormonism with every other cult out there. Oh, yeah. You know, even though it was my cult, it's just another one of those. And I also feel less angry, which is awesome. And I'm also feeling more about acceptance with uh, like regular Mormons who aren't jackasses, like my neighbors and someone who plays, whose kid plays on the basketball team. Accepting meaning like, I don't automatically think that they have the same thoughts as the fucking prophet. So I'm not angry yeah. meeting them. Where are you at with that? Are you meeting any? Do I meet any Mormons? While you're thinking about that, oh, sorry, I'm, we're I'm not in letting... a different place than you. I want to oh. know. Yeah, where are Mormonism? I can't handle Mormons of any flavor, yeah. variety. I just I think can't. she's more tainted than we are. I Well, and I can yeah. imagine Mary's entire introduction the... and mm-hmm. an exposure to it has only been bad, even though— like we, I still have moments that I can look back on fondly. You know what I mean? I like, don't. not a single one. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have to. It's not sure. obviously related to the theology or anything like that. Correct. But like, people, I had maybe. people in my life that I liked and that. But I were you yourself were nice. then? Would you I still mean, have that with them with who you are today? Oh, would I become? I wouldn't. I couldn't become friends with yeah, any no, of no, those no. people now. Sure. No way. I am with Mary on that. Like, I have yeah. no. I have no interest, and I have familial relationships with people who are Mormon, and it's totally different. Like, if I met a mom at school and really liked her and then found out she was Mormon, I couldn't Mm -hmm. be friends with her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, it's challenging because I view Shelly as an abuse survivor. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think the main abuser is the Mormon Mm -hmm. church. For sure. Passed down through all the men she's ever met. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I cannot forgive the Mormon church. I just can't. Yeah. I can't let it go. I, I think that. everyone who's still involved in it in whatever degree is still part of the problem. Yeah. They're still contributing money yep. to this asshole, awful, horrific organization Agreed. that abuses women in particular, but everybody. But everybody. No, everybody. I completely agree with you. I was having a conversation with Ben. He'll appreciate that I tell this um, joke and give him credit for it. <laughs> Yesterday morning, I was like, okay, I'm going to be on LDL tomorrow. What should I talk about? And he goes, oh, preparing your lesson the day before, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, good one. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But as we were talking again this morning about what we could talk about, and this is exactly kind of what I envisioned is just sort of going over where we are with it now after so yeah. much time. One of the things that he says is, at what point do we look at the adult people that are members of this church, the adult people that are members of this church and 
expect them to be better. I agree. Like, you can mm-hmm. be better. Mm-hmm. You just can. Like, yeah. we heard a horrific story yesterday from a new friend, an ex-Mormon that I met yesterday, where she was in the, like, the a teenage Sunday school teacher or something around the time that they were leaving. And there was one girl there who had had sex with her boyfriend, and her parents found out. Ruh-roh. And they sent her to the bishop, and the bishop's requirement to her, essentially, was that she meet with him every single week and recount the whole yeah. thing every week. Not so just could, tell so me one get turned on and yeah. whack off oh in the bathroom. God. And when I'm she sure. told this woman that I met, when this teenager told this woman that I met that this is what was happening, she lost her shit. Yeah. And basically stayed going to church and stayed this girl's Sunday school teacher for an extra three-plus months because she could not abandon her. And I'm like, that is probably the first story that I have heard of people who say they're going to stay to try to make a change from the inside. And I don't think this woman was trying to make a change from the inside. I think she was trying to save one person and protect one person. But yeah, that was one story where I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think you absolutely did the right thing staying there and and trying to help this girl. Because— at what point do we expect all of the adults that are participating in this to just be better people? Mm-hmm. Be so, better. Absolutely. I agree. And, you know, there's also things that they're brainwashed. For example— I my, know I they know, are. I know they are, but they can be better. So No, I agree. So, for example, the lady whose son plays in my kid's same team— We've talked, not necessarily like religion or whatever. <laughs> like, I haven't told her why I left or—I mean, I guess I kind of did. Anyway, she's the type that's like, oh, my gosh, did you hear about that asshole chiropractor that was in the bishopric of my stake okay, that but, was molesting? And uh, she's like, I hope they throw the book at him. Like, that's—so well, she has this anger, but she doesn't, like, line it up with— Yeah, it's not—it doesn't— it, it doesn't—it doesn't go. It's not about the church to her. Right. It's, it's about it's an asshole people, within the church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's, it's imperfect people, not an imperfect Yes. Gospel. And she's got a daughter who's, like, left the church and lived with her boyfriend. She's like, I just love her. So is this thing, like, are they on their way out, kind of? Are They're being loving to their kids that have left. Is that enough? If they are still giving 10% of their income know, to this the money, evil organization. The money, the but money, they don't—I get I it, but they don't see that it's evil. When do they get to that point? I don't know. And I also feel like as being an ex-Mormon— be an example to current, you know, liberal Mormons is the only type I can handle of being happy. I don't know. I think happy. I might hate them more. <laughs> I, like, I'm out and I'm happy and I'm thriving. Oh, and their I'm kids, over their trying kids to prove think, that. I mean, they, I already am. I'm not like, but their kids like me and they, it's. <sighs> Why do you care? Because we all know that there's this stigma. People who leave are miserable and their lives fall apart. Listen, it's Here's not what that, I've realized recently yeah, about ahead. that. What I have realized recently about that is that people that are in the church have no concept for what any of those things They don't know mean. happiness. They don't know— yeah. Well, and also, there's still a prevailing thought that if you drink alcohol, that means you are an alcoholic. Right. And so I am on the other side of caring whether or not they think I'm happy or whatever because I've just realized that they don't have any idea what they're talking about. That's true. And so no amount of me— having a healthy relationship with alcohol is going to show them no, for sure. that I have a healthy relationship with alcohol because they don't have any idea. Yeah. And the same thing with people who get divorced after they leave the church. Oh, they left the church and they got divorced. Yes, they did. But you don't have any concept yeah. for what that means. You don't see that your marriage is fucked up. Exactly. Thank you very much, Exactly. Church. No, like, I get you don't, that. They just don't know. They have a completely different tool set and or just lack of tools yeah. to be able to— f- I don't think there are any lack of tools in the <laughs> oh, world. <laughs> most of them are tools. Mary. I would say 99% of the men, oh, for sure. Mary. Maybe yeah. I just still have this thing of— You're being way kinder than I—well, not really kinder than I expected you to be. I just— Maybe I've just had Mormons thrown in my face at this point. The next-door neighbors, you know, the fun mom— Yelling and screaming and cheering with me at the game, yeah. I find out she's Mormon. Like, well, there's no need to be rude to people. Well, no, 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 there no. isn't. You don't have to be her best friend. No, and I don't go looking to hang out with the neighbor, but I see him all the time. And so, of sure. course, I make comments and I'm like, hey, you see BYU lost last night? Like, I'll do some jabs. <laughs> oh, see, I don't um, think I would even make oh any kind of. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> I would make no, I would make no small talk with those people. Mm. I would not. Mm. I would not be rude, but I but would not be friendly. are you a small talker? 
like yes, is that are you who freaking you, yeah. kidding me? I'm sure yes. So I'm trying to wonder if I'm just being me and they happen to be Mormons, or am I drawn in because they're Mormons and I, no, and I, I, I know the being, culture. I think right. you're being you. Okay. <laughs> One of these days soon, it's going to be warm enough to drink coffee on the front porch. Okay. We could drink out of our apostate coffee mugs oh. and wear our Joe drinking a cup of Joe oh. uh, t-shirt. That's a great t-shirt. Would by they the way. even care? That's they, the, like the they thing don't... is she would laugh. She would think it's funny. There's like this jabbing. I, I mean, hate she that. said the name of our podcast out loud and cracked us up, right? Like she said she, it. Which she was, found out what it was. Yeah, she Googled us. <laughs> I'm um, sure she did. I just don't I, I don't know. Well, are they being fake know. nice to us or are they really nice? And that's the thing. When you come from a cult where people are fake nice, you assume people are fake nice. Well, and here's a question that I have for your listeners who have closer contact or may still be in a situation where they're going to church. Like they live in Utah or wherever and they're surrounded Mm -hmm. by stuff. Mesa, Arizona. I really, really (laughs) feel... (laughs) I really, really feel like something has shifted within Mormonism. Mm -hmm. And I don't have any evidence or proof that that has happened, but it just seems like it has. Do you get that I, same sense? What do you mean? Like, I, the strictness is not necessarily mm, the same. Yeah. yeah. But we talked about this, like, months ago, about how what were the rules that people feel comfortable oh, right, bending right, right. now that we would that have we did never. Not. That's true. I feel like, too— God's relaxing. Yeah. His policies. Right. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I feel, it's too bad he didn't relax. Actually, I'm grateful he didn't relax them before because right. I might have stayed— yeah, that's true. When I was younger and in my early married life, I guess, also living in Utah and then living in, in actually a pretty conservative ward that I was in, like the area that was Burke, Virginia, everyone was Republican, right? Yes. And th- again, this isn't a political show, but typically very right-leaning. It is when I'm on it. it Sorry. It's true. It's true. So <laughs> that's the other thing is I'm like, the world is falling apart right now. This yeah. feels really weird for us to sit here and talk about that. Just wanted yeah, to throw that's that true. out there. That's true. It's true. Just wanted to throw Let's that ignore out Russia and Ukraine. <laughs> So typically, right-wing Mormons are pro-traditional family, anti-anything that's not exactly who they are. And so when I grew up, there just weren't many liberal Mormons. Oh, no, there's always one family in the ward that are Democrats, and everybody knows who they are. And everybody hates them. Yeah. And everyone wonders Everyone's how like, they listen. could possibly yes. be active Mormons if they're Democrats. My dad would have said, take away their temple recommends. Exactly. He actually did say that about— Mine um, probably would have, too. What was the, the Las Vegas— Harry Reid. Oh, yeah. Um, also, oh, my yeah. mom has two left-leaning sisters. My dad would say, they should have their temple recommends taken away. I do see nowadays there's just more liberal Mormons. Oh, I think there's liberal Mormons. way more. Yeah, I think Not it that has... are joining, but are becoming more liberal. Yeah, that could be pointed as a kind of definable shift. Yes. I mean, they still all need to leave when you shut that fucker down. Right. But that is absolutely happening. It's just interesting to me. I was in Utah recently, and I was having a conversation with someone who referred to a, a group of people who were not staying in the church for many different reasons as fringe Mormons. And I was like, oh, is that what we're doing now? If you're not going out in a blaze of glory and you're yelling fringe. to burn it down, we're just going to call you a fringe Mormon. And I was like, no, they're not Mormon. If like, they left, they've left. They left. Like, okay, they didn't remove they their names. They just want to count yeah. them. I, right. I yeah. was like, oh, is this your kind way of thinking that they're going to come back to yeah. church? They like, just, I don't— They just don't want to pay the fee for the fucking lawyer and the notary <laughs> to get their name off. And well, I also, these that. people might want to still consider them as Mormons because they know everyone's leaving in troves. Yeah. And I, I mean, that's mm. for sure happening. And that's why— Not everyone. Um, not everyone yet. Not everyone yet. but <laughs> And that is happening, I think, big time. And why that's why people like Brad Wilcox are doing these talks specifically oh, to— Oh, it's like rescue the youth. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. It was. That yeah. guy is not helping the cause. No. He's so doing the opposite. Backfire. Correct. I agree with you. But I think that when he was going into that talk, the thought process is let's scare the shit out of these teenagers yep, make to stay. make sure they stay. Yep. Uh, so we have a lot of nah, Nevermo listeners. Wow. Do you want to sum up that talk, Brad Wilcox? Who is that guy and I what did he wanna, say? I want to do an entire well, can podcast you just, on it. Okay. But yeah, basically it was— Who is he, first of all? The Cliff all? Notes is that he is the general young men's president. Okay. Yeah. So in, as far as, Yeah, so as far as the hierarchy of the Mormon church leadership goes, he is the okay, dude that yeah. is in charge of all of the 12 to 18-year-old Boys. He's an author. He used to speak at like youth conferences and stuff back before he and was EFY. way, way up high. And he lives in Utah somewhere. He lives in Utah somewhere. Yeah, okay. I'm sure. He, yeah. He basically went in and was trying to get kids to like reaffirm their testimonies by basically saying, 
we are the only true church. If you go anywhere else, you will be lost. Yeah, you the will Spirit lose will leave everything. You. you will. He's like, you will lose everything. He said that. <laughs> it's very dramatic. He's like, well, it's all very dramatic, other- and it's very like you're not even pretending like you're not a cult, right? Like that's <laughs> yeah. like one hundred and one. He's right. telling lose, people you, that they yeah. will lose everything uh-huh. if they leave. That is <laughs> that is cult one hundred and one. It is cult one hundred and one. It's, it's abuser one hundred and one. Yes. It's abuser one hundred and one. Yes. Yes. Like, don't leave me. Can't see how much I love you. Exactly. If you leave me, you'll lose everything. Yeah. I'm like, where have I heard that before? Oh, I know. The first 48. Like, <laughs> right? seriously. <laughs> like, how, so fucking is, true. how is this happening? And he had lots of other uh, comments and yeah. where he said things like the blacks. So yeah. just to oh, give you an God. idea of how yep. cool uh-huh. this dude is. And that is actually where I feel like he completely missed the mark is mm. kids these days are so socially aware, yes. particularly because of all of the events of the last couple of years yeah. that— you can't say something like the blacks no. and not have the entire group be like, what? Like, Did you just say that? Exactly. So that is for sure where they're losing. He, they're losing them he, all. He mm-hmm. also made some very sexist remarks that yes. I'm sure did not sit well yes. with the girls. I hope um, they didn't sit one, well with the one girls. One of them was he was talking about how every other church just plays church. They don't have the authority. You know, you see our kids and they practice passing sacrament. They play passing the sacrament. Well, I get a little nervous when my girls do that. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? Because they wouldn't mm-hmm. have the authority, right? And then there was the thing he was talking about when a woman approached him to ask a question like of why can't the women get the priesthood. And he tells it like this. This isn't the, the exact words. You know, so I'm standing there in church, and this woman goes up and says, Brother Wilcox, Brother Wilcox, why can't they have the priesthood? Is that the oh. voice he used? Yes, like a high-pitched, <laughs> oh, whiny, yeah, awesome. I'm not exaggerating, high-pitched, oh, no. whiny ass. Like, if women question, it's because they're they're shrill, mm-hmm. and they don't get it, and yep. so fuck him. Fuck him, indeed. The other person who has something to say about Brad Wilcox is sister Fanny Factcheck. She sent us an audio clip, so let's throw to the good sister right now. And now we turn the time over to Sister Fanny Factcheck. Well, hello, all you sweet sisters listening to Latter-day Lesbian. I have been thinking about the influential fireside talk that was delivered by Bradley R. Wilcox of the Young Men's General Presidency a few weeks ago. It was so influential that it made the national news because Brother Wilcox talked about issues that are so confusing to so many young people in the church today. Issues like the church's breathtaking racism and sexism and things about the church that make some people begin to think it's all fake. Well, he explained those things. He just packed so much information into his talk. Among other things, before he really got going on racism, Brother Wilcox asked how funny is it that his young daughters had a play-acting moment of blessing the sacrament. He thought it was pretty dodgy, if not downright hilarious, because sacramental blessing can only be uttered by the sweaty, barely fuzzy, upper-lipped, and cracking voices of white-shirted, tie-wearing boys. Because to form holy, sacred blessing words with your mouth, you need a penis and some balls. But here's a surprise. It also only works if you have a penis and balls of the right color. Because, as Brother Wilcox pointed out, it makes perfect sense that the LDS Church, you know, the only church Jesus really likes, the only one that is not play-acting like those silly fake blessing girls, it makes perfect sense that Brigham Young commanded the church to withhold all the real churchy goodness from black people until BYU faced a football boycott by other schools in 1978. And they made a really big deal about how the church is racist. When that happened, BYU was embarrassed, and the church was embarrassed, and so Jesus was embarrassed. And so super-duper quick, Jesus rushed to his Salt Lake City downtown office, the Holy of Holies, to tell Spencer W. Kimball that of course the church should give temple and priesthood blessings to black football players, I mean black members, (laughs) because they desire all to receive it. (laughs) Problem for Brother Wilcox is, just a few years ago, the church disavowed the absolute stupidity of their old justifications for keeping their temple blessings away from one arbitrary race. They made a bunch of essays about problematic Google search results just for members. 
These essays are well hidden in the church website, but they are published, which makes it so church PR has its ass covered in that they can claim to have had those pesky questions answered all along. The essays are there, even if they are harder to find than collard greens at a Provo potluck. So naturally, the church holds them up at anyone still being embarrassed or curious and shames those people for being so lazy. It's such a gracious part of God's plan and not at all sneaky, duplicitous, or slimy as fuck. And yet, even with the essays available to anyone who dedicates a deep search of six hours to finding them, Brother Wilcox's highly influential fireside talk was still using the absolutely stupid old justifications for racism and sexism in the doctrine. It was almost as if he had never read the church's top-secret common knowledge disavowals. Almost as if he still believed the things that he had pounded into him over and over and over as a kid and a young adult and a missionary and a grown-ass man and a religion teacher and a general authority of the church. Why, it was almost as if the possibility of self-reflection is as remote to Brad Wilcox as a rap battle at the tabernacle. So, he stood up for Brigham Young. He stood up for keeping the goodies away from black people. He stood up for all sorts of things that, sad trombone noise, the church knows better about now. And as a result, he was called out by both the people on social media who have read the church's essay on Trixie subjects. Those two told their Twitters, and the Twitters told their Facebooks, and the Facebooks told their Instagrams, and the Instagrams told their Reddits, and pretty soon, Brother Wilcox's wife was comparing him to Jesus in Gethsemane. Because when you have never dealt with consequences in your entire life, criticism for putting your entire foot down your throat feels like persecution. Or at least, it feels like what you might imagine persecution feels like as a straight white male raised in the Mormon church. Being told you have embarrassed the brethren for saying things the church taught you your whole goddamn life feels exactly like being subject to the American racism of inheriting a genealogical line of enslavement, beatings, lynchings, property confiscation, broken legal promises, grinding poverty, systemic devaluation, police brutality, and unjustified imprisonment. Perhaps the real question we should be asking is, how stupid can this fucking church be? And I say these things in the name of a Jesus who was betrayed, bound, beaten, whipped, and lynched. I say this in the name of black Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Sister Fanny. Why don't we take a little break? Want to? Um, no? Yes. All right. We'll be right back. We are back. Hello. Hello. Uh, are we done discussing this asshole? The other thing he said, which was like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? That he's literally standing at this microphone. He's dead serious talking like this. He told a story about a teenager who came up to him, had left the church and said, I don't believe, I don't believe in Joseph Smith. And Brad Wilcox says, well, do you believe in, in Heavenly Father and in Jesus Christ? And the kid says, yes. And Brad Wilcox says, I looked at him and said, do you know how stupid you look right now? Yep, <laughs> said it, yep. That is what he said to wow. this kid, and he is admitting. He <laughs> is telling the story that he looked wow. at someone and said, do you know how stupid you sound? <laughs> this is a first-hand I hope he's a father. He'd be a great one. Yeah. Right. Well, and his reason on why this guy looks stupid, I guess, is he's like, you just said you believe in Heavenly Father and Jesus. Like, they're two different people, Right. And the kid's like, yeah. And he's like, well, who do you think taught us that? Joseph Smith. Like, that was his whole, like, gotcha (laughs) moment. Which is actually a lie because there are a few religions out there that— That came first? Well, yes, but also think that they're separate (laughs) beings. So Mormons, guess what, Mormons? You're not fucking special. You're actually worse than special. You suck. So I don't know how we got here, but that's what's happening. (laughs) You have a bunch of people in the church that are, like, hearing shit like that and then are just choosing to not listen to him and are choosing to just not— I care think a about lot this. are getting very upset by it. A lot are like, hmm. 
And, you know, these days I get excited when I see that some head honcho is going to speak somewhere because they're going to like, say what? something How are so you gonna fucked fuck it up? up. I know. Yeah. What are you going to say this time? Yeah. Anyway, I think it's a it's wow. not a slow bleed anymore. I think it's like a gushing bleed of people. I hope so. I've just lost perspective on it. For those of you who've left recently-ish and still feel like it is all-encompassing, oh. let us be just a little bit farther down yeah. the road to tell you that it really does— Really does change, and yeah. and you have a different perspective. The sting yeah. of it, yeah. lessens. And it's even if you, present, even if you have family who's still Mormon, that sting lessens as well. It really does. Yeah. So it has well, it for you. So I was able to go to Utah for the first time in three years, and it was an okay trip. I don't love seeing churches everywhere. I don't love seeing temples everywhere. <laughs> right. That's really hard. But it was a good amount of time away, and it was good for me to be able to say, having had this much space. I was able to look at my mom and say, it is hard to be here. Mm. I left Mormonism for a reason, yeah. and I don't come to Utah often for a reason. Yeah. You said this to her. I said that to her. Wow. I said that to her because at this point, why not, I guess, sure. is how I feel about it. She was devastated when I removed my name, and we have had very, very, very few conversations about the church, but she certainly knows that I don't believe in it and think that it is harmful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that is what I said. I was like, it's not, I mean, yes, the pandemic played a huge role in why I haven't been here, but that has not been the only reason. It is very hard for me to be here. Yeah. Wow. This is like, it was hurtful to me. It caused harm to me. Mm -hmm. I don't choose to come to this place and feel this way. Yeah. And I want to give support to anybody that feels like they need it to stay away and protect yourself. And maybe you will feel strong enough to do it and strong's not really the right word because you're just as strong as you need to be for anything. But but be encouraged, maybe. But be encouraged yeah. that, like, maybe not right now, but maybe give yourself more time and more space. Mm -hmm. And and maybe you'll be able to, to face that another time because I didn't think that I would. And it was so okay. Mm -hmm. Going was so okay that I'm going back in a week. Oh, wow. <laughs> so when you said that to your mother, like, it's been very hard to come here. I mm -hmm. left the church for a reason. What was her response? There was a lot of silence in a lot of the conversations that we had. But also, I felt like she immediately tried to go into this mode of not understanding why it was hard, but kind of like find reasons why I should be able to do it anyway or mm. something. Like the trap that my mom and I got caught in a few times while I was there was that there are other people— who leave the church or who have separation from their family and are still able to engage. And I am not one of those people. And I have another close family member who is with me in that. Like, we don't come to family events. We don't come to family reunions. We keep our distance. But there are other people in the family who've left the church that are able to continue on like nothing has changed. And so my mom is very frustrated that like, she doesn't understand. Like, well, these people are able to keep coming and keep doing this thing. Why aren't you? Mm. And so it's a constant reinforcement of everyone's experience is different. And yeah. this experience was very harmful and very difficult for me. And yeah. that's why we did that. And I just have to kind of keep repeating that in different variations. So it was a lot of, it was a lot of that. One of my best friends lives out there, and I stayed with her and that was another thing that my mom asked. She's like, well, is it hard for her to be here? And I'm like, well, first of all, our situations are very different. But second of all, yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I can't think of any of the Exmo listeners that have no. said, yeah, Utah's not so bad. Nobody wants no, to be no. there surrounded Utah by all makes it. me no. trigger. And yeah, I don't yeah. even have you that experience. You worse than I do, which <laughs> I is pretty funny. Like, no Mormons. No Mormons. <laughs> well, and my—so I'm taking my two oldest kids with me. And, of course, we've, like, poisoned their brains, yes. right? They just— As you should. Right. And so they're You're like— just protecting oh, them from a cult. It's great. They're like, oh, I can't believe we're going there. I can't believe we have to do this. I'm like, oh, whatever. This is not your childhood trauma. You have different childhood trauma. Right. This is not what it is. You have mm -hmm. the trauma that I've inflicted on exactly. you. Exactly. Not what the church did. Yeah, it wasn't the church's fault. It was, yeah, not for you this time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so it was just a lot, of, a lot of that. But I felt so much stronger and able to just say that. I love that the, for you. Because of the distance. I love it for me, too. I was surprised— that when you've been away, whether it be from religion or family, you forget that they don't know certain things about you, if that makes sense. Like, mm -hmm. so many things have become normal and so, so normal in my life. Like what? Like coffee or like what do you—, what do you... Yeah, like I wouldn't, 
Or I, I don't know. You I have would, a non-binary child. I have a non-binary child, mm-hmm. and so I refer to them by oh, their name, okay. and yep. I use they, them pronouns, and, like, all of this stuff is just normal to me, and it wasn't even— yeah, it wasn't like I saw them six months ago and then something changed and so I was feeling awkward about like introducing this thing. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I've been doing this for two years so I didn't gotcha. even think about it. How was your family it. with that, by the way, now that I'm... Uh, I mean, my mom is... Did they try at least? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And like I'm taking them back and she asked like, would they like me to call? Well, okay. She said she and that's fine. She yeah. can, that's... The pronouns we're not as concerned about at the moment but yeah, yeah. it was it was nice of, of her to ask like, do they want me to call them this yeah. name? And I said, yes, they would like that. Thank you. So there's some advantages of just kind of forgetting, like, oh, yeah, I have mm-hmm. tattoos everywhere. Like, I wasn't hiding them, but I, it's not like I told you I got a bunch more. So, yeah. like, here they are. <laughs> That's true. I do feel like the more we get away from it, the less—I don't want to say the word ashamed, but the less I give a shit about well, I think what we, they would or wouldn't approve of. I think we had a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of maturing to do yeah. and a lot of confidence to build in ourselves yes. because it was just stripped from us at every yes. second. Our existence was for other people or for other organizations, and it was not for ourselves. And I think as we have more and more time away and are able to have a stronger sense of self, it becomes easier to just show up as yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's what I have found is that it's just way easier for me to show up as myself. In a perfect world, I would be able to just drink coffee and drink alcohol in my parents' house. That's Mm -hmm. probably not going to happen. And Mm -hmm. that's okay. They're still entitled to their own— yeah. Rules Even and, coffee, and huh? things. Oh, you've drunk coffee yeah, around I've your had parents. Coffee in my parents' oh, house. Oh no, no, no! Like they know I drink coffee, and okay. I would go get coffee and bring, bring it, it to in. their house yes. and not care. But no alcohol. I wouldn't do alcohol in my parents' house unless I, I was, was sneaking it. Sneaking shots. Okay, sneaking in my is different. Childhood bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> and that's I what had, I mean. You wouldn't do it in their kitchen and offer them. I had two shots so. of tequila yeah. in my childhood bedroom because <laughs> I was like, you know what? We're just gonna. And I never even felt anything, but I could just tell that it was like just took that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, okay, so you're from your mom's perspective. She's like, well, other people Mm -hmm. around, other people have left and they're around their family who are still in. Yeah. They didn't have to do anything. It's true. What do you mean? You have done all the changing. Oh, right. They have, you know what I mean? It feels yes. like you're going back into their world. It's like a step, kind of almost like a step back. It's yeah. a temporary step back. Yeah. But they don't have to go through that. So easy for you to say, you can just live your same old yep. life yep. and I'm the one compromising yep. mm-hmm. every time I'm around you. Right. And yeah. they don't understand how difficult that is. No, they don't. And and from their perspective, and this is another reason why I've I find it easy or I find it helpful to be honest about my experience because I don't know that I've been quite so blunt with them before. I wasn't someone who was in the church and having constant conflict and constant disagreements or like causing the problems in the classes because you're making comments or asking questions that you're not supposed to. We agreed. I was never that way. And so— from their perspective, it's like, oh my gosh, she woke up one day and she hates the church and we don't get it because we're mm. not aware of anything that happened. And I'm like, yeah, because at this point where we are now, you're not a safe place for me to share all of for this sure. information right. with you. So I'm not making it up. I have experiences that you're not aware of. Mm-hmm. And that has colored my feelings about the church. And If they all, asked all you, would you with share it. with them? I mean, might have never asked because they don't want to hear that shit. But if someone said, one of your sisters— asked you what what was it oh yeah i would tell people now yeah. well i think my first question would be why are you why asking? are you asking yeah. i want to be clear on why you're asking mm-hmm. because i want to be able to say no i'm not going to yeah. like that's this is not going to be a productive conversation right because if you want to know i'll tell you but if you're going to come back yeah. with well blah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. like i'm not going to argue with you no. about my experience right and right. i think that there's a handful of things that i endured mm-hmm. that i think are completely inappropriate and abusive uh, and you sure. don't agree with that right you're perfectly aware of these situations and you think that they're a necessary part of the repentance process Ugh. or or a necessary part of being a a temple recommend holding member. Like, we no longer agree about these things. Correct. Mm-hmm. So, so it's not productive. No, yeah. it's not productive. Yeah. It's like, and, I know what you believe. You know what I believe about yeah. it. I'm not going to try to change your mind. Don't try to change mine. Yeah. If you go looking outside the church, I'd be more than happy to tell you I my know. experience. But. And I want to just hold them responsible for being better people. Yeah. Like, in particular situations, I think that that can still happen. Sure. I think you can still hold them accountable yeah. Yeah. to be a better person. Yeah. 
Like, but that you, means leaving the Mormon church. I think it does too. Uh, I think eventually, it does too. you know, not everyone's really going to make it out in this lifetime. Some of them are just so, fucking stuck. So, Maybe the next go round. I don't know. <laughs> are we like we've round. become reverse? Reverse baptism yes. for the dead. It's yes. like, maybe in the next life you will get out. Should, should we? Should we, we start a temple oh. and excommunicate yes. people? Yes. We could do baptisms yeah. to get them out of the church. Excommunications. <laughs> excommunications for the dead. I'm on like, it. We'll get you out. We'll break you free. Uh-huh. They're just waiting right across the veil, oh waiting for gosh. us to do your excommunication work. I guess I shouldn't have implied that Mormons led stupid little lives. That was judgy. But I just want everyone to leave that stupid organization. The organization is stupid. The people yeah. are not stupid. Yeah. No, the people are not stupid. They're they, brainwashed. Their power has been taken from them. Yeah, correct. Their power it's a has cult. been taken from yeah. them. Yes. I mean, I feel like, for example, this is severe, but like in uh, was it Jones, James, what is it where the guy got them all drink Kool-Aid? Drink the Kool-Aid? Jo- uh, Jones. Now you've confused Jonestown? me by just saying, but it's <laughs> not Jones. Jonestown. Jonestown. He was like, not. Jonestown, Jamestown, whatever. We know. Some J-Town. <laughs> Um, I'm not upset at the people who drink the Kool-Aid. No. You know, just like the Mormons. You're brainwashed. Yeah. I mean— So you're not upset at the people who keep eating the Jello? <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. make me, oh, me some. I am reading a freaking <laughs> memoir about the Jello family. Oh, what? Shit. Yes. The, anyway. Like the actual people who invented Jello? Yes. J-E-L-L-O. Wait, Were they can Mormons? I say something real no, quick? No, it's not okay. related to Mormonism. <laughs> Sorry. Before it's called I... Jello Girls, if anybody wants to read it. It's really good. <laughs> Jello Girls. When I said I'm not mad at the Mormons— I am mad at the ones who are assholes and patriarchs. It's a day and age where you should know better. Okay? You should, and I think yes. that there are. So I and I think that. that there are Mormons who are their eyes are open yeah. and they're choosing to do it anyway. Yeah, I do. I, do I just believe. had to throw that in there Which so is, no one thinks I'm just like I like all of them. Mm-hmm. No, I like people who are nice and wow, kind. We've come so far. Look, motherfucking. This look is at us. so weird. I know. You what know, a good recap. It's an existential right crisis if you think about it because we want people to do better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is subjective. Well, they want us to do better, like yes. going back to the cult. Are we, do we get to decide what better is? And that's a whole I mean, rabbit I hole. I definitely yes. get to decide. <laughs> I have always gotten to that. No, no I, I think we do. Like, um. we decide We decide that sexism is bad. Do better. Racism is bad. Do better. Asking uh, sexual questions to 14-year-olds is bad. Do better. I mean, there's yeah. some things Honestly, that people will fucking agree with. Honestly, the bar is pretty low. <laughs> right? On what I'm Don't asking. be racist. <laughs> well, know? yeah. Well, and honestly, like, that's real difficult for some people. Yeah. I know. But who in their right mind believes that a 57-year-old man should sit across from a desk from a 16-year-old mm-hmm. and ask her to describe in explicit detail her having sex with her boyfriend? Mm-hmm. Every week. Who? I would, Ooh, I would as Earth I <laughs> think that this is a good idea. I don't think they know it happens. Really? What? I can't imagine the parent. I can't imagine any other scenario that I would be okay with it if I knew those questions were being asked. I was horrified after I left the church when I found out that the bishop asked my two older sons if they masturbated. I was like, what? Because, of course, they didn't ask us because, of course, women don't masturbate. No, 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 no. And the boys were going to tell me that they asked it because it's a little embarrassing, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Fucking no, yeah. that yeah, it's the the bar is so low yeah. on what I'm even asking them to do better about. <laughs> mm, right, just no, don't God. be a fucking creep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't expect like, just don't. Mm-hmm. I don't expect anyone at the stake, high council level, and above to ever change. I have zero hope. Once you hit stakedom, you're done. We have a friend who left the church at the same time as us, who has always just sworn. He's like, one day one of the apostles is going to leave. Like, he believes in his soul that someday yeah. one of the apostles is going to be like, ah, I'm out. It's like politics. <laughs> Once you're there enough exactly. to be voted for, exactly. you have the I'm money, like, you I have the power. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't buy it. I don't think it I mean, I happen. can't even think of one that I would bet on at this point. No. Like, none. No, no, no. no. That would be earth-shattering. Earth. Can you even imagine? I mean, we would celebrate like fuck, but it ain't going to happen. Oh, it would be the best. Question for you, Diana. Yeah. And I'll answer the question first. How do—that <laughs> was kind of selfish. How do you, like, change your behavior when you're around your family? Because I know, for one, I mm. don't use F-bombs. Oh, yeah, I can't I swear. don't make, like, crude jokes. I'll say that's what she said, but I don't make, like, really, really <laughs> crude jokes. I mean, my brothers it's, say that. That's so. what they said. That's what they said. Okay, Harry. sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but definitely I clean my language up. I will say shit, damn, hell, um, 
basically the F word. Not in front of your parents. Oh, and my parents, I'm squeaky clean on my language. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like no, my I'll, brothers and yeah, their yeah, families. Yeah. I, I will curse in front of my sisters because okay. I don't What about care. their kids? Yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah, there you go. But come on. I mean, they're teenagers. That's like, true. They've said it, it more together. than I have. Okay. Yeah. How do I? I think that's probably the only yeah, way that language. I change my behavior is my language. They're pretty aware. Yeah. Of where I stand politically and socially. Yeah. So yeah, I had same. a pretty frank conversation with one of my sisters about uh, racism in schools. Mm-hmm. And I don't change that stuff. I am way more boundaried than they have ever seen me be. Mm. That is for sure. I, do you I think mean, they see that it's a boundary or do they see that you're like pulling away from no, them? No, no, no. I think that they, well, I don't know that they would say boundaries because do Mormons know what that word they is? They right? but, um, <laughs> but I think that they do recognize that not everything is fair game. It's just yeah. like what I said. If they were to ask me like why I left, the same kind of thing. Like yeah. I just am much more careful about that kind of stuff. I don't owe them. That mm-hmm. That's something that is so hard to unlearn when you leave Mormonism. Exactly. Is that you don't owe people. Anything personal information right. about yourself. And I know when I left, I really felt like it was my job to explain everything. And of course, I wanted validation and I wanted their You're approval. You're not going to get validation or approval right. from the ones who were still in the church. Exactly. Yeah. And so I was like, And that's oh, who you want it from. Yeah, Why? It's exactly who you want it from. So I'm like, oh, if I tell them this, maybe they'll get it. Mm-mm. And I just don't care about that anymore. Yeah. I have grown past that necessity because I know I can't Get it from there. I just can't. At some point, I think with age too Mm -hmm. and therapy, which you are a big proponent, um, Mm -hmm. you learn to only care about the things really that you can control. So, you know, to not lose sleep necessarily about worry of things over things that are out of your control. They're out of control. Your parents' reaction to you. Right. Also, I feel like when we do explain ourselves to family, we are hoping for understanding from them, and we will never get it when it comes to yeah. why we left the church. And so every time you say why you left, the response is going to be hurtful, no yeah. matter how nice they say it. So, like— And I think everyone's stop. entitled to whatever sort of grieving process that they have. And for mm. some of us, that grieving process has been to be really loud and brash sure. and yeah. to say things that maybe five or ten years down the road you might regret saying. If there was any sort of understanding about— trauma and abuse, and even maybe not quite so serious or dramatic, but just the process of of changing your entire life, essentially, mm-hmm. that's not a completely unheard of response. Like, that's not really out of the ordinary. Yeah. That's going to be part of the process for some people. Oh, it's yeah. going to be how they express themselves. And I think that there needs to be more understanding of that mm-hmm. and not just a, oh, well, they're immature or they're being self-absorbed or they're what like it's their process yeah if people want to leave and be pissed great if people want to leave and shut up great if people want to leave and start a podcast and be pissed like (laughs) really all we want you to do is leave do whatever you want (laughs) so uh i feel like the experience of leaving mormonism and then going back and interacting with family and having it be difficult mm-hmm. is not exclusive to Mormonism. No, certainly. No. Yeah. I can think of a friend of mine who left Catholicism and also she and her sisters just are different politically from their dad. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who's still in Catholicism and everything, the whole thing. He also is an anti-vaxxer mm-hmm. because of using stem cells, I guess, from abortions. Okay. There we go. For testing or sure. whatever is happening there. So he's yeah. an anti-vaxxer. But because of all that, she was visiting him at Christmas. He's very old, right? And she's uh-huh. helping him. He gave her COVID. Oh, fun. So. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Give it back and say bye-bye. <laughs> he was super sick. Of and course then he was. She was very uh. sick at the same time. Not as sick as he was because she's so much younger and relatively more healthy. But she had to be sick herself and then care for her sick dad uh, who put her in that position. What a but, fucker. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like no, yeah. anyone who has such vastly different belief systems from your family of origin yeah. has to go through this bullshit. Oh, I think it's a, it is a natural process of anyone who is growing and maturing too. I mean, how common is the story of going away to college or getting married or whatever, and then you go back to your family home and you just revert right yeah. back to that Thing, right? right. Oh, I call no, them the, yeah. the family trance. Exactly. Like you go back yes. in, the family trance. <laughs> and it's so mm-hmm. hard not mm-hmm. to. And and that is completely normal, developmentally yeah. normal. Yeah. So 
these are sort of amplified stakes, but it's the same. It's the same yeah. thing. It's yeah. my mother would stress me out so much. Before I got there, I was already stressed. Mm-hmm. The whole time I'm there, I'm stressed. So if my sisters were around, they just saw me like wigging out. <laughs> like they're like, God, they probably think that Mary's such a bitch. Like Mary, calm the fuck down. <laughs> no, I'm like, always stressed out yeah. around her. I think that's I've I have thought about that at times too. I'm like, they don't know me because right. they only see me in this situation, which even when it's at its most relaxed, is not it's me not relaxed. on a normal right because you've got your boundaries up. Yep. In yeah. place, yeah. they look at that as probably you're really rigid. Yeah, I'm kind of excited to take my kids because they don't ever see me as a parent. Mm-hmm. And they definitely have not seen me as a parent of teenagers. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm kind of interested in how that's going to go. I mean, it's not, it's going to go fine. But yeah. like, it'll just be an interesting opportunity for them to see me as a parent of teenagers. And you look like not. a teenager yourself. Aww, True. aren't you cute? <laughs> queer teen. Yeah, well, well, we're all queer teens. Getting off the plane where everyone is blonde. Oh, so yeah. blonde. <laughs> so you blonde. You know immediately when you land in Utah because you start walking through the airport and you're like, oh my God, everybody's blonde. Mm-hmm. And then the farther away from the airport you get and the more you drive south, it just gets worse and more, more oh, yeah, blonde. I, don't, more I have a bear. I have where a line. Do your, yeah, where are your parents? My parents live in Draper. Okay. And I try not to ever go That's to Utah County. That's where all the swingers are, according to it. my dad. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Your dad knows a lot about, like, the swinging, the swinging community. Yeah, he'd heard. And he also said, and this is years ago that he said this, he said that in Draper, there's this this rash of girls going around and trying to have sex with um, missionaries who are about to leave on their missions uh, so that they're unworthy. Oh, my oh, God. I Those whores. My, I hope my nieces are part of that. That'd be <laughs> awesome. That'd be so, yeah. I'd be so he proud of them. He said they check the paper to find oh, out when someone's uh, uh, <laughs> farewell so is, and then they go to their farewell and Why flirt, your, and then— because he's my dad. <laughs> That's the, you know, he's Terry W. Johnson. That's why. Oh. Very specific. Very specific. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know either, Diana. <sighs> I guess we'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure it out. We won't. Later. But it's fine. <laughs> We're trying to figure it out as ex-Mormon gay girls. You know? Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> queer. Queer. Oh, look at you. <laughs> Sorry, queer. That's all right. Y'all are gay. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. You know what else we're going to figure out? Our patron names after We've got some. the commercial break. Yeah, and we haven't done cast. these in a while. Yep, and uh, some Supercast as well. Also, a little announcement. We are starting to offer on Patreon at the $20 and above level ad-free episodes of Queer Life Crisis. Ooh, fun. Badass. I know. We're having fun on Queer Life Crisis. I know. And Good so times. if you're already at the $20 level, then there's a little added gift for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you'd like to sign up, well, you can. You can head to latterdaylesbian.org slash support. Okay. But we're going to take our commercial break. This break is brought to you by a Aid Coffee. Yay. We mentioned them earlier, but we actually haven't done a little shout out for them in a while. Mm-hmm. We will be right back. Alrighty. Okay, we're back with uh, patrons. Patrons. We have exactly five. But you know what? what? We forgot to give the link to how to get 10% off your coffee. Just tell them now. Enter LDL <laughs> at checkout at apostatecoffee.com and get 10% off your order. It's okay. really not that hard, listeners. Maybe somebody needs to drink more coffee. Maybe that's mm, what's happening here. I did only have mm-hmm. one cup Ooh, with yeah. a hangover. I should probably <laughs> oh, yeah, get at least one. have two. Come yeah. On. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, patrons. All right, today we have decided that it will be first name, first initial of last name. First initial of last name is the first initial of something that you enjoy doing now that you are no longer Mormon. Ooh, all so right. all the vices. Uh-huh. I Let's mean, start. I still keep my same Mormon lifestyle, so that's going to be hard for me. It's be hard for me. Should we okay. start with, uh, should we go Diana, Mary, Shelley in a circle? Sure. sure. First patron, and thank you very much, is Allison M. M is for? Margarita. Oh, oh nice. Yes, that's a good one. That is yeah. a good one. Yeah. Next one, Mary, you ready? Oh, yeah, thanks. You, thank you, Alice and Margarita. Next, Kim P. P. Mm-hmm. Pot. Oh! <laughs> whoop, whoop. I like it. So, hey. Kim Pot. Thank you. <laughs> Kim Pot. Kim Pot. <laughs> Kim Pot. That is funny. Next up, Vanessa H. H is for hump. <laughs> you can't hump without well without telling your bishop. Yeah. So Vanessa, all I the- didn't have to tell my bishop when I humped. <laughs> you were supposed to. <laughs> well, not when I was married, though. Well, that's true. But now, you, you, now do... you can hump if you're divorced. <laughs> you can hump you if, just, if you're. You can hump if you're married. You can hump somebody you're not married to. You could. If just, you don't have to tell I, your bishop. It's enthusiastic consent. <laughs> yes, I was going to say enthusiastic consent. You you can <laughs> you can hump. 
all you want, Vanessa. Thank you, Vanessa Hump, for your patronage. <laughs> Next is Sheila L. Sheila? Nope. I don't have it. <laughs> uh, Somebody help me out. Help. Sheila? Fuck, that is a hard Lick one. a dick. Oh, <laughs> if you feel so inclined, Sheila, you may now Sorry. lick the dick. Sorry, Sheila. It might not be your thing at all. Sheila's like, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> or lesbian. You pick. Oh. oh. How did we miss that? Sheila, lesbian, duh. God. It's only staring in our faces as we stare at each other. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, so Sheila, you can either be Sheila lesbian or Sheila lick a dick. It's up to you. They usually <laughs> don't go hand in hand. No, Generally no. not, yeah. but you never know. You do you, Sheila. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, <laughs> Sheila. <laughs> Lastly, we'll give we'll give Diane another chance. Oh, uh, nice. Diana, last is Ren S. Ren sex, more sex, I, I, more right? sex. There you go. There's something exciting sex. about Exmo sex. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, it's better. That's for sure. <laughs> that is surely true. I like Ren it. sex. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, so we have four Supercast members today. Okay. As a reminder, Supercast is a way to listen to ad-free episodes right on your same podcast player. And Check support it out. us as well. And support us. Thank you. At latterdaylesbian.org slash support. Hmm. Okay. Uh, first is Monica VW. You know, I'm gonna just going to take Vagina this whisker. No. Whisker? Jesus. <laughs> you get that anyway. <laughs> Sorry, it just came to me. I was going to say okay, vodka whiskey. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Ooh. Yeah, makes a little <laughs> more yeah. sense. Okay, Monica, you get to pick that uh, one. Wow. I just like to give options. <laughs> I know. I, why are you trying to, like, pigeonhorn, whatever? <laughs> I almost said cornhole, but that's mm-hmm. not it. <laughs> Quit cornholing Monica. Stop cornholing oh, Monica interesting. for vagina whisker. <laughs> Vodka. That's funny. Whiskey. All right, Tiffany G. Who would like to take Tiffany G? Ooh, I'll do that. Garments. You may burn them and never wear them again. So, Tiffany, garmentless. 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 I was going to say, I thought garments as well, but I was like, how would you turn that? Garmentless. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome, Tiffany. What a good day that was. Oh, my God, right? The best. Celebration. Uh, Samantha S. Diana, would you like to do sex again? Yeah. Can't do sex again. Or sin. Take them all so on. So many sinnings. Yeah. <laughs> slut. You could be a slut. Oh, yeah. What was the first name? Samantha Slut. Samantha Sorry, slut. Samantha. Listen, we've named someone slut before. I'm not slut shaming you. No, well, you know, oh, no. if it's any consolation, Samantha, my nickname was Mary Slut in high school, oh. which was funny because I was a virgin. <laughs> And I was like a big, you know, a good church going girl for the most part. I mean, yeah. I started drinking around age 16 or 17. So I started to like lose my faith, but I still was a virgin. There's nothing wrong. It just I mean, rhymes. slut is derogatory. Mary Rutt, Mary Slut. Mary Slut, oh. That's why. Mm. They had a whole song about it. I was confused as to why I forgot that your name rhymed with it. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. There, there you it go. is. Uh, last, Melissa U. Uvula. You I don't know. The okay, I'm gonna try again. I just she I thought, doesn't know the anatomy. I forgot we were doing. <laughs> we weren't doing. You get like, to still. You have undress. that before and after. Oh, undress. I like it. You may undress whenever, however, in front of whomever you would like, as long as there is consistent, consent, enthusiastic yeah. consent. Yes. Don't flash people. That's illegal. Like on the streets. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> you. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying. Oh, you can take the clothes off your uvula, which is weird. <laughs> is it your uvula? Where it's is in your, your throat? throat? Your uvula is so, in your really throat. weird. <laughs> uterus. You can oh. sew that shit up and not have a million kids. Oh, yeah. Yes. Right? Sew up your uterus. Sew it up. Is that what they do? Is that <laughs> nope. the procedure? Sure not at all, but. <laughs> sure no. is not what happens. But you get what I'm putting out there. Okay? Nobody gives Shelly a medical license. <laughs> <laughs> so up that uterus in room 326. I see a hole that needs stitching. Oh, check a reveal while you're in there. <laughs> I can't find it. Not I actually knew a woman in college who had no uvula. Isn't that weird? Was missing a uvula. Is she ex-woman? Why do no. you know that? It was a thing. She'd be like, oh, yeah, I don't have a uvula. You're like, what? Did it get taken out or she just didn't have it? Didn't have one. We, you know, she oh. opened her mouth and stuck her tongue out. She had no <laughs> uvula. I also had a friend in college who had zero sense of smell and was always that way her that entire life. That miserable because sense of smell is so How vital to tasting. How would they know if they got COVID if they already didn't right? have a sense of smell? I probably had COVID Some since of the birth. other. Yeah, well, maybe they're patient <laughs> they zero. The they're patient zero. <laughs> Kind of like Gwyneth Paltrow in that one movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
We watched all of the crazy, like, pandemic movies when COVID first hit. I mean, you know, us and everyone else. That's true. Mm -hmm. They always popped up. It's number one on Netflix. Anyway. (laughs) Anyhow. Anyway, well, thanks, everybody, for your support. Really appreciate that. It was awesome. Is there anything else we want to say before we wrap this puppy up? I mean, it's super nice to have Diana in the house. Yeah, Yeah. I hope everyone enjoyed just shooting the shit. Shooting the shit. Chit-chatting Sometimes you just need to... I did have like a little bit of a plan-ish, but this was better. (laughs) Oh, maybe we can save that for the next time you're here. Sure. Okay. Next time you come by to shit-chat with us. Shit-chat. Shit-chat. I like that. Shit-chat. Shit-chat. No, that's... (laughs) Weird. Huh. It's like present, te- present tense and past tense. All right, let's wrap this up because it's going nowhere. All right, well, let's thank Dan from Extension Audio. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for leaving it in, Dan. Thank you. And everybody, please steer clear of those cults because they are no joke. No joke at all. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.